Welcome, one and all, to episode six of Love on the Brain. Thanks for joining us this week as we are quickly approaching the final few episodes of The Bachelor, and we are getting to that time where girls become men and boys become women. The fat has been trimmed and the steak is being prepared to cook with some extra salt in the wounds. Here we go. All right, Jane, let's start with the big news out of Bachelor Nation this week. As those of you who follow the show know, Mr. Willy Wonka himself has clumsily decided to open his privileged white ignorant mouth. And he's turning more and more into actually Willy as the days go by. He thinks he's doing all of these Oompa Loompas a favor, but really he's holding them hostage and torturing children. Uh, (laughs) Not really, but man, a lot to get to here, Jamie. A lot happened this week. uh, It's it's become national news, really. Yeah, as it should have. Okay, keep in mind, we are two 20-something white people, so our opinion Mm -hmm. isn't totally valued or justified but we've been doing this podcast and we uh we have one nonetheless and i think we have good perspective so let's start from the top okay in episode one of love on the brain jamie brought up the generation z word t to (laughs) to describe some rumblings of one of uh rachel kirkconnell's who we are fans of, and her dubious past in terms of some Trump supporter stuff. And the main problem for Bachelor Nation is uh, she's on the first black Bachelor season. And I guess she hadn't taken a photo off of her social media page in which she attended an antebellum theme party in college, I believe it was. Yep. Yeah, and so the sewer-dwelling Bachelor Nation dug this up, this photo, a while ago. So if you listen to the show, we have had in our minds that something might show up in the show in terms of Rachel's issue. It hasn't showed up in the show, but it started to get bigger and bigger in real life. And Rachel was getting bullied online pretty vociferously. And so Vociferous. I, that works though, right? I don't know. I what need does to it double mean? check it. I thought it was just like really intensely, really badly and intensely bad. Yeah, I like that. And so I guess Mr. Wonka, uh, Chris the Genius Harrison, went on Extra TV to debate another Rachel, Rachel Lindsay, former bachelorette and a person of color. And Chris Harrison has apparently been asleep for the last few years or decades, maybe, because most of what came out of his mouth is ignorance at its top level. So, OK, let's let's start with this. Antebellum. <laughs> I didn't really I didn't know what this word meant. I'd heard it. I had got it by context. I had understood what it signified. I didn't know exactly what it meant. Uh, for all of you that don't know, you don't, that don't know, antebellum directly means before war. It's uh, it was used in this country as meaning before the Civil War. You know, the war over being able to keep human beings as slaves, amongst other terrible shit. And this isn't a black and white issue in in terms of uh, discussion, but it is in terms of race. So Rachel K is what I, I guess I'll use her. I guess I could go with Rachel KKK, but oh. Uh, oh, <laughs> or maybe shit. maybe racial. We can do no, yeah. just kidding. Again, sorry, we're gonna mix the jokes in as always. Uh, Jamie and I have voiced our appreciation for Rachel K's direct actions on this season of The Bachelor. Now, you mean like not being involved in the? If drama? you had no idea about the about this, yeah, no, she's a sweet, soft-spoken, maybe a little timid, but with like some mystery. Definitely, mm-hmm. we noticed. We mentioned. Well, you mentioned Scorpio vibes. Every time um, there was drama, yeah, not involved. which is seemingly 98% of the show, Rachel made it a point to be quiet. She would look down and not get involved. And I actually think that's a little symbolic yes. to what's happening here, exactly. right? That's who she is. Exactly. So we have little control in this world, especially when it comes to where you are born, right? And obviously who you are born to. You mm-hmm. could argue that's the greatest privilege in general, being born who you're born to, like a white family in America, yep. a wealthy family in America, an attractive family in America. Those things are privileged that you don't have control over. Right. So Rachel Kay, born obviously into some kind of conservative Republican family mm-hmm. in Georgia, 
in September of 96. So actually a Libra, Jamie. Does that surprise you? Oh, shit. That's the, <laughs> that's the um, Zodiac right before Scorpio. Yeah, she's so Virgo, she most, Virgo Libra cusp. So she most likely has, you know, some bit of Scorpio as Mercury or Venus. Yeah. So, but does Libra surprise you? No. Okay. Libras <laughs> so, do not like conflict. Okay. Well, there you go. She's born in um, 96, which would make her 24 years old. And I think it's fair to say the South in America is uh, a slow-paced, kind of simple life version of maybe what most people live on in, in the coasts or the major cities like Denver, which we are in now. It's definitely a different slow life where you're kind of surrounded by like-minded people. I'm trying to be nice here. Um, I've never lived in the South, obviously. I honestly have not really traveled South. I don't. And, like have I've only many read friends and that are, seen so I have things. one friend who's from Florida and like hear from her but like yeah I can't I don't feel like I can accurately comment only to hear like comment on the experiences of others maybe but yeah it's not so okay. we're from Jersey New right. York area that's <laughs> like, very, very different life. progressive and fast moving yeah. and there's a lot of different ideas and opinions right as opposed to being in a pocket of the world where I bet she's surrounded by these people with limited views of the world in old time. And, you know, look, I know the Civil War was a while ago, but you can go just go off of that and who believed yeah. in what. Right. So you're going like you're going into maybe her social conditioning. Yeah, that's kind of yeah, what because, led to maybe these acts. Yes. So, uh, again, I am a biased person. Everyone is a little bit biased. I'm a biased 29 year old white male. I believe that Rachel Kirkconnell does not deserve to be bullied. Criticized? Absolutely. Held accountable? Absolutely. Absolutely. Hated? Thrown hate at her? No. That's not, that's, I don't get that. She's already a marginalized person in a way by being a woman in a patriarchal society. And the picture was from college. Okay, college, again, I'm. this might sound a little like Chris Harrison at some points, but I'm going to get it out there and hopefully Jamie can help me uh, correct anything <laughs> that's incorrect. Mm-hmm. So she's 20 or 21. Uh, the typical worries of that time for privileged people who get to go to an American university if they can afford to cripple their financial future are your grades. Can I graduate on time? Your future plans, career ideas, and then enjoying the experience of partying and wondering if the cool guys like you and fitting in before you head to the miserable life of adulthood and responsibility and all that. Now, is that right? I don't know. That's not for me to judge. I have a lot of problems with the education system in America, but that's the truth of what college is in a 20 year old. So definitely a 20 year old white woman. Yes. So I believe here the problem, the big problem is that she didn't delete it. Didn't hold herself accountable quick enough. Yeah, I think there was a lot of... Because we she, all make she, mistakes. she eventually did, which it was, it was a great I'll statement. Read it in a, it was in a, a bit. wonderful statement. We'll get to that. I think it's the same thing we're even seeing on The Bachelorette or this Bachelor season of you're not owning anything or, or coming to your accountability until you're in trouble. Yeah. Until it comes out. Which, again, like I understand... The context of which I, I'm sure I engaged in inappropriate Rachel or Rachel, <laughs> inappropriate <laughs> racial um, behaviors and racist behaviors. Mm-hmm. I'm not excluding myself from that. I'm not excluding anyone else. She just happens to be on national television and has signed up. And I know they have like non-disclosure agreements where like they can choose to do with your image what they will. And so she knowingly signed up, knowing that this is part of her past And there was some, you know, rumblings for about six weeks that there was something going on and it didn't 
fine. She didn't come out and say anything until she was really under fire. And I agree. I don't think she should have been bullied. I mean, should. Everybody gets fucking bullied on the internet these days. Doesn't make it right. It's just that like we're, and I also noticed we're like centering her and trying to understand her point of view when I feel like we should be centering what the actual concern and like problem was. Yeah, the like, people I, who are And offended. that's also the problem with Chris Harrison is he kept coming back to this poor woman thrown to the lion's den and like thrown in the, the woke culture, all this like, Honestly, Rachel can handle it. She'll be fine. She'll be fine, Kyle. She might need some therapy, might need some help. She has her family to support. I'm sure she has friends. She has this, you know, money. She's going to have sponsorships. I really think she'll be okay. Yeah. What I think we should be focusing on is this culture of, okay, we make a stink about this stuff and we try not to condone this behavior for a network like ABC, but they need to actually take action on it. Mm Mm-hmm. I might be getting ahead of myself in this conversation. No, yeah, it's okay. We're going to, it's this is a messy conversation in general, right. but we're trying to hit every, all the points that we can. So don't worry about like, that. Like I have empathy for her. I don't, don't this think is it, where, that's I just don't where think I wanted it, to start. Yeah. I don't think it feels good to be attacked. You know, nobody really knows you, that's but they're what I'm saying. They're, her core could be a really, really yes, good person. And I honestly, I really do think she is. And I'm, I, I am very sometimes get, lack for this but i do see the basic goodness in most people because i obviously coming from a child psychology lens we like you said we don't always have control over who our parents are and what they teach us and the maladaptive trauma that they give us that causes us to act inappropriately i or ignorantly you know there's no way to get to being aware of things if you don't make a mistake and get called out for it right we've talked about that yes. on several situations yes. with it within the bachelor it's really it's so hard for her to be smart enough i like what you said about this conversation maybe is too much about rachel when this is not what it's about right but then i just can't stand the bullying and the hatred that's not going to fix anything i don't i don't care what it is it's it just doesn't feel she's a symbol for a really big, fucking terrible problem in the world, and yes, and she's unfortunately having to take the way. fall for it. Yeah, there, I just wish there was a, a better way. And I know. Again, I, I am not under liberty to understand because this did not offend me, obviously. But I understand how it would a thousand percent. I talked about how stupid it was before, but it's just <laughs> it, it, it's 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 a hard subject to get around. But it's obviously very important in our society. So, all right, let's take a, a, a little break. We'll go back to get back to that. I do want to talk about cancel culture in general. I have a lot of thoughts. People say cancel culture is this new phenomenon. I think the stupid Harrison kept going like three years ago, but I'm not three years ago when that didn't make any sense. I don't think cancel culture is a new phenomenon at all. I think it was going on since the, since before TV, since before, I think it's just a human nature in the old days. This is, this is cool. Here's the difference and say 96, the, the year Rachel K was born. Something, let's say, racy played on cable TV and a Christian mother or grandmother or something didn't like it, maybe like a cleavage or something dumb like that. You would have to get up, get a pen, get some paper, write down your transgressions, (laughs) fold it up, put it in an envelope. Find out the address of the cable station, however the fuck you would do that. Buy a stamp, send the letter, knowing not if it will meet the eyes of any human being for the rest of eternity. So my theory is that cancel culture is no different itself, 
but a ton of people either sent a letter and the cable companies trashed it immediately, or you start writing a few lines and you realize, you know what, fuck this, I don't want to, I don't want to do all this. <laughs> or you like your up. emotions have subsided by the right. time that you finish it. In comparison like, oh, to today, where it's so easy from our little yes. ivory towers or our little parents' basements to send out a tweet <laughs> or post whatever the fuck Facebook is calling it now these days, and it's for everyone to see immediately, including the businesses. And I believe it's it's not unlike a lot of times how our coin term crack an attack where you don't feel so great about yourself so you criticize others to make yourself feel better instantly Mm -hmm. when these people who are bullying and hating online are missing something in their life and it's such an easy way to feel better about yourself now i'm talking about cancel culture as a whole i'm not talking about in this specific situation i think it's the same with cancel culture you have access to these public companies so the power is shifting and my opinion that is is that outside of assault or murder or some kind of sex crime no one should be a thousand percent canceled in any way learning as a human being is a very hard process and we have to have more acceptance if we're doing it hey what you're doing isn't right please realize the hurt you're bringing on other people i know it's such a simple thing it's not that simple to think i want to know what your thoughts are about that um, I don't know. I, I guess I get overwhelmed by this topic a little bit because I think it's just our way as a society that we're finding equilibrium. I think before we were letting a lot of shit slide mm-hmm. that wasn't really sitting well. I was just actually listening to Salma Hayek on um, Dax and she was talking about how, you know, in order to make it in the world back when she had to or in this you know, in the film industry, she had to work off her sexiness or else they didn't want like a smart woman. And I think there was a lot of behavior that we were condoning and not calling out that now, whenever we want to shift a behavior, oftentimes we go to the other extreme to make up for Mm -hmm. what we weren't doing maybe in the past. And I think we're in that mode of which, and when you're on either extreme, it's not the healthy, balanced option that's the most sustainable for a society. But so. I like the argument that to get to the balance, you might have to go through yes, this extreme side. and that's side. what I've always, and, and I mean, we see it with Donald Trump. I wish he wasn't president, but would any of this shit be coming up? And would we be doing any healing if we didn't look at what like part of our country isn't doing right yeah. and what isn't okay and what still feels gross and needs to change? No, like you need... The opposite or what we're not looking at to be able to recognize how we can continue to grow and where we need to grow and where our efforts need to be. Yeah. And I guess and so I think our efforts were shifting from we need to talk more and like call things out more. And now we're doing that and we don't have the tools to do that because who's taught us how to consciously and compassionately call somebody out on their shit. Yep. Nobody. No. And so all these people in their basements are probably using however their parents discipline them to discipline this person and it's maladaptive. Mm -hmm. And so I understand where it's coming from. I don't think this is right. I don't think it's the most appropriate. I don't think it's the most helpful. But you also don't think it's the end game. You think that this is a part of balancing it. I like that road you know a stepping stone to... i just don't like the one strike you're out thing that's my big thing it's just i am because all about I... second chances exactly. as long as you're owning and consciously and actively doing the work yep the stepping away for chris harrison he's i don't know Kyle, he shouldn't get his job back he's gotta go i don't think he should get his job back because i don't think he deserves to go to jail everybody but i don't should... think he deserves his job if you're back. looking at or if you're listening to our podcast and love the bachelor even if you don't batch diversity so b-a-c-h diversity on instagram 
um, is a campaign for the anti-racism in the Bachelor franchise. And they have a whole highlight on, it's called Receipts, about dating back to when the show started, of continuous conversation in the press about diversity in The Bachelor. Mm -hmm. And you have to see some of Chris Harrison's responses back in the day. And like now he's still, he hasn't done the work. ABC said back in June with the George Floyd stuff happening that we're holding ourselves accountable. We're going to do the work. This isn't evidence that this has happened. He needs to go. Like there has to be consequences to saying you're going to do something and actually doing that as a performative act. I agree. Yeah. And it's been a long time. He's completely meaningless as far as the show goes. It makes no, like I was literally watching the show last night after all of this went unearthed. Not as if I haven't thought about this for him. I don't want to look at his face. I don't want to look at him anymore until I can actually understand and see and really trust and believe that he's doing the work. Yeah. And it's his choice. He doesn't have to. He should, but he doesn't have to if that's not what he believes in. But then he shouldn't be the face of a national franchise that is supposed to represent all of our population equally. Yeah, he's um, Chris Harrison deserves a lot more blame than Rachel is kind of what I was getting at, because I do believe a non-famous, subtle, young white girl from a Georgia university. He's a middle aged white man whose net worth is millions of dollars. So much money. So I just think he's in a way bigger point of responsibility yeah. than she is. And I, that's no, kind of, I agree, Kyle. I and agree. I think that's pretty much what people agree with. And I think you can't you can't erase your past. And like, I don't even know what would pop up if I were to turn out on the show, right? But I think I would, knowing what I know now and having taken the responsibility of being aware of the impact of my past actions, even though I wasn't aware of them at the time, and that I'm about to go on this like national platform If I'm reading anything about I liked a Confederate flag picture or a picture of blackface or anything, I'm going to fucking talk about it and own up to it right Right away. away. Yeah. And that does take strength. I'm going to go on Instagram stories and say, whoa, like I'm seeing all this come out and I have nothing else to say except I'm so sorry. Like that Mm -hmm. is totally something I did. It's what I engaged in. I'm realizing my ignorance and I am going to, like Rachel said in her apology, I'm going to do the work and I'll let my actions speak for themselves. Yeah. And I can only, I can only, we can only go by our own experiences. And now she knows. Now she knows. Oh, now she knows. And not only that, Jamie, but the next time a party planning committee comes up for, for Georgia university and somebody asks for an antebellum party, everyone's like, no idiot. Kyle, these were banned. In 2016. Oh, really? And they went against See, that's the what ban. I need to know, yeah. And that and this happened in 2018. These were banned from all universities in 2016. Right. And, and so that's the hard college part. college kids follow they so many knowingly, rules. They knowingly, or they knew that this was banned for a racist reason. Good point. Continued with it anyway and consciously decided to attend that party. Great Yes, point. she's passive. And I think it was what her friends were doing. I think it was probably hard to say, no, I'm not going to do that to stand up in a culture that would have, I don't even know, probably ousted her at that point. Right. But at the Again, same it's time, bigger like, than that. this is a symbol of a large yes, thing. Like this is just, here's another example of the ignorance. That and I like that you said ignorance because if you listen to, to my other show, uh, Philosophize on the Qualia Podcasting Network, in episode one, we talk about Socrates. Socrates, one of the greatest philosophers ever. And he says, there's no such thing as evil. It's actually called ignorance. Yeah. There's literally no such thing as evil. Kyle, I will, I will say that I 100% agree because I think 
I know I'm always putting things into my therapist's perspective of like a child therapist. Parents will come in and say there's my kid is bad or they're behaving bad. I'm like, there's really no such thing as bad. It's just that we don't know another way. I We're unaware. If Harrison just came on and was like, what she did was terrible, unforgivable. I feel like she's she needs to apologize. Let's focus on the people who this is hurting. Let's focus on never doing this again. Amazing. It would have been fine. Would've but been, he didn't. He came off no. as an arrogant, uh, I know more than you. You Towards don't. a black woman yeah. who this directly affected. Who can we? I think we both would agree she she's incredible. She had to handle it that way. If she didn't handle it that way. She would have been looked at as. She would have been looked at the stereotypical stereotype, yeah. angry black woman. Yep. And... I like I want to give her props, but I I more so am wanting to be mad at Chris Harrison for even they're friends. Like they have yeah. a connection, and like he had to he put her in that scenario where she had to be like, I need to check what I really want to say and submit myself because you're gonna look fine and I'm gonna look awful. But well. <laughs> but now we're learning, which is also another marker of. But we're not accepting anymore, which is what I love. Right. I love that. So I, this is what the overarching theme of what this is all about. It's the yeah. muck, the chaos. In order to get to the growth that we need. Absolutely. And unfortunately, you're going to have, what's the right word? Uh, uh, scapegoats. and as Because think about it. And, and I know he said that stupid thing about 50 million people went to parties like that. But there was a lot of people at that party. None of them are getting called out. Right. None of them signed and up to be on Because there has to be TV. a scapegoat. Yep. Yes. And so, and I guess if you listen to this podcast, you know, if you sign up to be, then you sign up to, to being judged. So don't think it's that right. And I think, I think The Bachelor, I've cited every episode, it's a trashy, trashy television show that is not good for the minds of anyone who's watching. That is trying if you're to be different, actually. I, think I don't think they're... they are, Jamie. I think the trying to be different is to keep viewers. They they don't care one little. Fuck I think they're gonna age out of the system because bachelor. I think our, our I think the viewer population is shifting to this more quote unquote which woke population and I think in order to, to stay engaged with this population or so what should we use instead like um aware socially aware socially aware yeah because woke is just so like, it's annoying and, like and now it's being used as a word a... to um diminish exactly the it work sounded, of socially aware it sounds people. like chris harrison made it seem like it was a uh, you're uh, woke uh, police yeah like a like a ignorant kind of like it's i'm like, the ignorant one it's just like what we said with katie and and when serena got mad at her for doing the right thing we're getting mad at people for because it challenges being your own. socially aware yeah i agree because it challenges I, your own because it makes you feel it makes chris harrison feel bad he doesn't understand that he's a racist person yeah and it makes him feel bad that he is and when, the same thing happened to me at first too and i, I didn't know. when i had it's to admit to myself that, that i was racist and until i did that i couldn't change i wouldn't have been able to change unless uh, until i admitted okay these things that i'm doing and saying in high school and afterwards are, are like i can i don't know what i'm doing i didn't know the impact that i had until i was right. taught this is what it took for chris harrison to become aware like oh fuck i'm aging out yeah. of this and he's so meaningless they i i, I hope he should he definitely <laughs> i, gotta, I, I agree go. i agree with that which I don't is so think funny he, i think like I think I said even in our first couple episodes, I'm over Chris Harrison. Like I'm, in, but I don't think he'll ever leave. Like, he, was, he has a job forever, and it's see, so I, funny. Again, I can't, I can't take the show too seriously, or else I get too upset because I do think it's crazy. I think it's a crazy process where the production is in a in a weird way torturing, uh, in this like, very subtle way, these women and making them kind of go crazy with alcohol and different things. And I just think there's a lot of things about this show where I I have to, for my own sanity, treat it like I say over and over, ice cream Sunday, because I. I 
I can't. This whole thing is. I have no it, problem taking it seriously. I, if my kids came up to me and wanted to watch it, I'd be like, ah, you know, you can you can watch it, but you have to understand this, 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 and this, and this. I don't. I think yeah, we have it's different heavily opinions. Heavily produced. It's heavily like they, characterized. I don't think the producers to this day give two fucks about anybody besides the money that they're generating. And it's not right. just The Bachelor. It's big business in America. I know. This is a capitalist problem more than anything else because. Who it's all about what they don't care if they would do a terrible things to black people if it got ratings. It's all they care about is what, how many people watch the show each week, and that's and that's probably where my which is stem where of, Rachel Lindsay got flack because the producers behind ABC noticed that they got the lowest ratings on her season. I'm not surprised at all, and they were kind of since then you can see that they weren't casting diverse groups or weren't hiring. There's actually a lawsuit that two black men filed against ABC for their lack of casting diversity. Right. There's, please, again, go to Batch Diversity. I can't, like, say it all right now. There's so many different receipts and forms on how this whole franchise, it's not just Chris Harrison, obviously. No, no. It's He's a whole puppet, franchise and business that is inherently just like all of our systems in this country are inherently racist because we're still attending antebellum parties and like having a blind eye to it right absolutely this is still the problem and so this is just another part of the process of the like drudging up of the bullshit in order to change i agree and rebuild these structures and i understand that bachelor is probably not the first structure we want to change but why not maybe it can be a blueprint unfortunately whether we like it or not it's such a a reach it's such a reach of to to the ignorant white women and that's unfortunately that's the people who watch the bachelor that is the that is the fuck it i don't think they shouldn't be held accountable then though still Fuck your ratings. I don't give a shit. No, and I'm the same way. All business and everything. I fucking hate that it's all about money. Again, listen to philosophize. I The number one problem is that we put money before our soul in this country. Yep. And that's why we're so sick. And that's what this, to me, symbolizes. We're, it's the bachelor. And that's why I have such a hard time, again, getting so connected to this show as opposed to, <laughs> you know, things that are more pure. Because it's just like... And like we have so much fun doing this podcast, and I love going over the and taking it lightly. But if you look too deeply into this shit, it's pretty fucking gross, I think. And it's like these women who go on it are innocent women who come on and they get kind of taken advantage of. Nowadays, you become an insta celebrity. You never have to work again. You can quit your job at Facebook. It doesn't matter. Like it doesn't matter what you do. So this is a very <laughs> complicated situation as 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 always and we I'm trying to do the best to give my truth and and see just try to figure out what the right thing to do is and I think if you really hate what the bachelor is about and what they're doing you have to stop watching that's the way to hit their money the only way to hit their money is by lessering viewership so the best thing to do would be to protest the show if you're that if they don't show that they're making changes, firing Chris Harrison, having a more diverse cast, not just race, but body too, like all that kind of stuff. Well, I even read like they made this whole statement about, right, this is the most diverse cast and they're making more of a point to make it diverse. But in terms of screen time, oh my God, people of color and BIPOC contestants have not gotten the same amount of screen totally time as agree. white women. And it's ridiculous. It's and like nothing's really different. They're trying to show that it's different exactly. and it's not. It's the fake... Fuck. It's the, like, the puffing <laughs> out the chest of, hey, this yes, we have a black bachelor, we do this. It's what America is about, allyship. and I fucking the worst part of America is this acting, this 
politically correct it's bullshit yeah as opposed to the soul which you really believe tell us what you really feel like but really then they would hearing lose. from the women of the season and hearing from rachel Lindsay and hearing from like there needs to be like an hbo show and believing that rips it. off the bachelor because it's never going to happen cable tv i just don't i don't have faith i don't have faith in the change i think it's all bullshit i think it's all fake Whatever they're going to do. I will always have faith and I will always continue to try and hold. To cable TV? Yeah. Accountable. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I don't have any faith in, the, in I, the, It's just money. It's yes. money. It's the people who are in power now. Great. Are, and are those rich are the people, people that need to do the work the most. And, but they, they're not going to, Jamie. I right believe thing. they should. I believe they should too. That, and I 100%. believe they will. And I think if I don't have that mindset then they won't like who's gonna hold them accountable no we need to to get them the fuck out get something else in is what my overarching point is have hbo take the the bachelor model and make it fucking real make it cool make it so matt can show his blackness okay so so people can can open up about the experiences because then if they apparently they've been cutting stuff out about matt in ways that would show people who are ignorant and watching the show Different things, different truths. And once you learn about those things, oh, I didn't know it was like that to be a black child. Oh, I didn't know it was like, but the production's cutting that shit out. So right. I'll have faith. I'll, 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 I'll hope that they can change the next season because they'll listen to people. Yes, and, and now see. that we have these like statistics that we're not getting screen time, we're going to be looking at fucking screen time and but, we're going to hold that accountable. But they're only going to care if it goes coincides with the money coming in on ad revenue. Otherwise, they will not give a fuck. There's no way. Yeah, then I wouldn't the, watch the establishment. Show. That's in right now. The people in power in cable TV, ABC. Look at the fucking news that's on night to night basis. It's about it's 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 showing violence and murder ten times more than it happens because it, the Bachelor is showing drama and shitty behavior from people ten times more than the good stuff because that's what gets ratings. Yeah. The shitty fucking stuff gets all the ratings, and that's how we base our society on it. Until we shift society from a money value to a soul value. This is going to continue to be a problem. And people have to realize that, I guess, they, and again, everyone wants to see them go up in a helicopter for fucking every episode, <laughs> go to travel to fucking Mexico. They I need know. this money for a reason. It sucks. It, the ba- baseline is, I wish it wasn't like this. I I don't even know, because I like doing the show and I love watching it, taking it lightly. But when something like this happens, it's hard to, to, to separate the lightness from this fucking huge issue that's happening. Right. You know? Yeah. All right, that was a good. That was a good conversation. Uh, what are we missing? Um, I have so I have Rachel's apology from Instagram. Should I read it? I don't know. I'm like so over it at this point. Just <laughs> like I get your words. Like your words are great. Apologies and apology. We talked about this a couple podcasts ago. Because about, this is so curated do you too. It? Do you, I know. That's what I'm saying. Is like honestly, I think she wins, and I think Matt and she as a team. And I think they have a way to, which I don't mind, like, sure, have her curate this perfect apology. It's an amazing apology. Yes. And it's just an apology. It's just an apology. There's, what can she do? More. You know, I mean, continue to dedicate herself to calling shit out. If she's now a part of the Bachelor franchise, now she will have to be an ally, a working ally and call shit out so if more shit happens i want to see her holding abc accountable that's a good that's a good point because there's plenty of past bachelor bachelorette contestants that i follow that i have unfollowed now seeing that they haven't made a comment about this whatsoever and are just continuing to make money off these sponsorships off the show all these white 
privileged women and men and not making a comment about it was so disappointing. And that's your responsibility. And now you're seeing it with like past contestants and that this is a whole franchise that we need to hold accountable. We're making, you know, like they're, we're keeping their audience engaged for them because they love us. But, and so we have their audience and we're going to condemn any kind of racist behavior. Yeah. I like that. I like that plan. And so that's what I would like to see from her in a continuing, you know, I don't need to, she doesn't need to prove to me what seminars and like lectures she goes to to further her education or what books she reads. Like, I don't need to know that from her actions, actions, actions. Yeah. Okay. That's a good, that's a really good uh, result that if that would happen, I'll lastly say Rachel Lindsay, I believe has stepped away from the bachelor franchise was the latest thing that I read. Uh, she again she was great I wish she didn't she could have been host maybe maybe that would have been something that could have turned it around Um, I you know I don't know what do you mean what's I don't she just is not associating herself with the Bachelor franchise anymore is what I read like she's stepping away from being paid or anything by them or being associated with them she'll go on her own now which I think you have to do I think I I really I really believe if if this doesn't change I, I, I know if it doesn't change at all, me and Jamie will stop watching. But if you really, if you are complaining there on Twitter and stuff and you're still watching, you're kind of part of the problem. Yep. So we'll see how they handle this in the future. Again, such a goofy show, especially I guess the next one will probably be Paradise. And that's 10 times as goofy as this one. Fuck. So what are they going to do there? Who knows? I think they, they did a good I move think it's by be taking a away Chris. conversation. Yeah. Chris Harrison's gone. We'll see if they can hit them with their wallet, because that's the only way I believe that they will really actually change. Um, or, you know, the people in power need to uh, die off or something like that. So, <laughs> all right. So, OK, how do we transition here to the episode seven of The of the Bachelor? Um, I, I know what I signed up for before the season. So the show must go on. And there's some some real love and connection between real people to digest. So I guess after this break, we'll just get into it. Uh, if you want to stop his- listening here, I guess I don't blame you. But back to the ice cream parlor for me for the time being. Mm. All right, don't go away. Alrighty then. <laughs> Episode seven. Uh, some shockers today. In spite of all the off the show talk, I thought they might actually edit Harrison out. Um, but nope. He's I thought still they in would there. make a statement. Yeah. Or something. No pre-show statement no, or that's... anything. That's that's just as disappointing as anything uh... else. But anyway, either way, the show left off introducing Heather into the fold. Another one of the evil, ignorant productions Couldn't moves. get more white. Couldn't get more blonde. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, you can tell during their first conversation that he's trying to be nice as usual. And he's probably very attracted to her. It seems like that. But I think he's also had enough of the production shit at this point. Um, Piper started crying. Really not a fair spot for her. Not a, not a fair spot for Heather. Not a fair spot for Matt, as per usual. But the convo ends. And then Heather's thrown to the wolves who haven't been able to mean girl anyone in a week or so. So they're hungry. And Heather, Heather at this point is a tasty looking gazelle and an easy target. Yeah. Um, I understand why they are upset, but again, they know this wasn't Heather's move completely, right? This is this is planned by someone else. Also, the- all the reasons they're giving for being upset is if he picks her over me, if he picks her exactly. over me, but what, yet we're blaming Heather. Yeah. 
Exactly. I hate this shit. That's, I've it's, always it's, hated this shit. And we, I we thought we were done with it. I really women thought, blaming women for a man's issue. Yeah, and I, I really thought we were done with it. I think the main culprit was Serena C. And Piper wasn't Piper, great. Jesenia she was very emotional. Jessenia was surprising because she was uh, she had defeated MJ in the in the local showdown before. I think she got a little cocky. And Piper, I understood because she was coming she, from an emotional, emotional place. Hit, hit her right there, and. Serena C just again crack an attack. She has no other option. I yeah, I agree. Okay, but before I say that, did you notice Bree's get up after I salivated yes, on air last I did. week? Yes, okay, I did. that was very nice. Okay. <laughs> nice she's white my, dress. I think she's my new favorite. Anyway, Jasenia, it was it was cracking attack, and like you said, it was surprising to see her being so mean. I wasn't super surprised by Serena C. Um, no. It's just unfair all around as usual, but that's part of it. And Serena P usually actually goes about these things in, in decent <laughs> ways. She was kind of, what did she say? She's like, why didn't you try to hang out with Matt before the show? Yeah. And I guess that's a pretty fair Great question. question. <laughs> I guess, And I guess the answer is probably Instagram followers uh, more than anything Aww. else, because that's what she wanted to get on, mm-hmm. get on TV. Now, maybe it's editing, but Rachel K, Brie, Michelle, Chelsea, all being quiet during this Nothing. scene. Coincidence? Abigail. Coincidence? Yeah. I don't think so. Rachel oh. Kay says in an interview, if Matt chooses Heather over me, it's over. And yes, it looks like Plantation Girl has figured out the rules of the contest six weeks ago. Oh. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's how it works, oh, Rachel. Okay, so even though Matt made the correct obvious... You're so right, Kyle. Like, Rachel could be the most shit-talking person, but because totally. she probably wins or is in the top three or whatever, they just edit it out. Yeah, it's, it, it's, it's hard to know. This show, we need to tell you every episode... It's so even fucking, I get caught. Yeah, and me too, so Jamie. Caught. I'll be watching halfway through. I'm like, oh, why didn't she do that? And I'm like, well, <laughs> she very well might have, but they control the story. Yeah. The, the production. We shouldn't watch the show. Produ- <laughs> I love how we're coming to the realization. <laughs> Episode six. It's like, wow, we would probably not be watching this trash. But there's, I, yeah. you've shown me this season that there are some things to focus on. Yes. And I love a fucking ice cream sundae. I'll say it a million times. Once in a while. Now that I've been editing. Yeah. And producing and looking at this, I'm getting a little overwhelmed by it. And now I feel like I'm sinking into it. (laughs) But at the same point, this is... I'm an observer of life, and this is what people are watching more than anything that's not it's sports related. It's giving us insight into the collective There's so much insight, so we're going to try to stay strong. We might <laughs> end up fighting or something. It's <laughs> over. We'll see. So, all right, let's try to stick in it. But what were you saying? Well, I just said uh, Rachel K is just that said the stupid line, and again, we yep, don't yep, know yep. who she is. We don't know who any of these people are really. We try to think no. that we know, but and there's different things that are hard to hide over time. But with between the fucking situation they're in. Between between the production has been doing this for years and they know how to do and this we got the pandemic i don't know any it's of a them fucking they're boiling up <laughs> so it's just a it's just a soup a cauldron uh so even though matt made the correct obvious decision with sending heather home i was surprised I thought she'd at least like go to the rose ceremony for production. So I would really like to be a fly in the wall for the discussion between Matt and production on that one. Because they want, they had to want her to stick around. I would love to see if like there was extreme pushback on his side. Either yeah, way. I'm curious about that too. Either way, you got to feel bad for Heather, probably, who had to quarantine and shit. Yeah, but. I mean, yeah, it was really sad. And like, again... We all learn from these hard choices I that guess, we make. Yeah, and I guess she got her 15 seconds of fame this again. Because that's kind yeah, of, I, I, that's why she's there, right? I mean, you, I guess she could be in love with Matt. That would Paradise be very odd. Paradise interview? I don't know. Yeah, no. So he tells the women that there won't be any more visitors. And we're all happy about that. This is hilarious. What? Go ahead. When he apologizes to them and is like, and Piper, especially to you, I'm so sorry. 
let's go continue that conversation. Yeah. And all and the girls are like, on. I'm more attracted to him <laughs> than ever. And like Serena B's like, I've never been more attracted to him. <laughs> Absolutely. That was funny. It's hilarious. And then we hear from Abigail and she's just scared. She doesn't know where she stands. Yeah. And, and it feels like it's been weeks it's of been this too, since time. the damn first impression. And you know rose. what? We'll get there when we talk more about Abigail in the group date. So mm-hmm. I'll, I'll hold that. Yeah. So in the, at the rose ceremony itself, there were six roses and eight women without roses at that point. Yeah. And um, Chelsea and Serena C are the ones who get eliminated. Yeah. And I wasn't super surprised. Chelsea's a sweetie. Yeah. But I, at one point, I thought she had a gambler's chance, but to no avail. No, looking what, at the group, I was like, oh, shit, I think Chelsea's going home yeah, this week. Yeah, the Louise connection. I don't think they have. I wish her the best, obviously. I think she was, a good con- she was a good contestant. I think there was one or two mean girl things, but you can't get caught up on that with everyone involved. And then, I don't know if you saw, but like, did you watch it live? Yeah. Um, ABC is looking for seniors who are looking for love. Really? Yeah. Are you in your golden years? That's of hilarious. Looking for love? <laughs> ABC's looking to cast seniors. <laughs> yeah, but that's. A, I actually feel they like I heard that. They did that like music. Yeah, show. they're trying what to spin offs. Yeah, Listen yeah, yeah. To your heart or something like yes. that. Which I said absolutely not. Like, there's no way. Apparently, it was good, but I'm not <laughs> watching that. Yeah. But I would watch some seniors. Yeah, that's actually a funny concept. How how old? By seventies, eighties. That might be too. I don't much. Know. What are golden years? Sixties, fifties. Maybe fifties or. 60s. I could watch fifties or sixties. I don't know if I'd watch a bunch of seniors. I wonder citizens. if they're doing that to take pressure off age in The Bachelor. Very possible. That's the argument. Uh, the Claire's season. I know they they wanted an older woman. A lot of some of their people were mad about Colton because he was too young. They're mad about everything. One 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 way or another. That's right. Um, and that's how it goes. But. All right, so went to a commercial. Then we were back with a very important date card. And um, my first thought was, oh, all right, Abigail's finally going to get to talk more about herself. And then they announce Serena P. And I'm like, holy shit, if Matt was interested, it's obvious he would give her a chance by now. But no, and listen, I love me some Serena P, don't get me wrong, but it definitely feels a little bit like ABC. Again, we're crushing ABC today. Took advantage of a woman with a disability (laughs) to make themselves look better. I I definitely wonder that. It did seem like Matt liked her, but then why wouldn't he have a one-on-one? They just don't like, have, not even have a no- one-on-one to send her home, which like he, a lot of the time they do. Like yeah. he went through one with Katie, probably knowing I don't think she's the one. Yeah, but I'm gonna give her the benefit of the doubt. And oh, it's Abigail so sad. Abigail gets the first Kyle. impression, Rose, and it's then nothing. So sad, and I have a, th- I have. Okay, well, she's still around as, at this part. At this point, when the show, she's not eliminated uh, <laughs> yet. But uh, there's one more one-on-one in the episode, so maybe she'll get it then. Right. So we move to the date with Serena P and it's tantric yoga, which is I thought was pretty cool. Yeah, because Matt says he feels friend zoned by her. They haven't mm. really taken a step in the intimate or so that's physical what he was direction. trying to do. That, yeah, he wanted to build a stronger connection. It was almost like too playful and um, not, I guess, intense enough for him, which seems important. Yeah. They, so I wanted to say this. They throw a tantrum as a warm up. Are those words in the same family? No. Tantric and tantrum. Oh, well, I wonder what the word you know what I mean? tan comes from. Right. Tant, like if it's tant. some kind of a, like, uh, I don't know, expression of uh, in a physical way or yeah. something. I just I didn't know if you knew. No. But uh, either way, I will say that I, I would love to s- talk much about tantric yoga <laughs> at play therapy. No, I know, but you know a lot about a lot. <laughs> um, I, I would love this date in private. But like Serena C, yeah. I would hate this being filmed. And it looks like Serena hates it overall 
And I do give her ultimate credit to being honest with herself. That's hard. It's, it'd be easier to just give yourself up, get caught up in the moment. I thought it showed some independence and confidence to be her authentic self and to say that she didn't like this. I, I've struggled with that early on in relationships where if there's something that made me uncomfortable, I was like, well, I have to show them that I can, I'll do it, whatever. And, and I do have that opinion where I will try anything once. And I believe getting out of your comfort zone in general is a good way. But being filmed freaks me out so much just because the moment I gets also, captured. I also was conscious of, of, like she wasn't excited and she was like this is oh, not what I expected and they, they beforehand and they in the my mind discomfort. immediately I'm like what if this is a woman survivor of sexual assault totally. what if she has intimacy trauma like and doesn't know you know it, it, when you're in those situations sometimes it's hard for you to say no and you want to yeah. try it you want to impress this person the stakes are so high and what I want to know like was there consent like was there an avenue where she felt comfortable like matt has done that in the past like are you okay with this are you comfortable with this didn't feel like that yeah happened. again we're holding the, I, I i go back and forth and i could say that in the perfect world the producers would give you a list pre before you get on the show hey i'm what okay with this i'm okay with boxing i'm not okay with tantric yoga but i bet you would say everything because but you want to get on the show responsibility yeah you're right so it's 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 tough. You can tell she's really awkward with it. The whole thing is kind of awkward. The editing around the date definitely intended the viewer to believe that she's gone. Right? Did you feel that way or no? No, you didn't feel that way. No, I I I, I thought they tried to make it so. Oh, they have no connection. She she's gonna go on this date because in the previous. Oh uh, well, I was worried about that. I guess maybe subconsciously they yeah. did edit it that but, way because I was um, worried like. Ooh, this seems important to Matt, and maybe they can't get I thought there. she was going to say, I'm not ready. I thought that it was going to be her choice, and he wanted her. But then I remembered, uh, she actually said, I think she's even voiced, she was like, no, I actually really think I can still get to know you and, and want you to meet my family. Yep. But and of course, we also have the fantasy suites coming up, in my opinion, the most important choice in the contest, even more than the winner. Mm-hmm. And um, the, the, the fantasy seats are in private, so Serena P., you know, that's, that's probably why. And Matt I know kept, a lot of, you know, contestants have said, like they don't sleep with every contestant even though they make it look like they have that stinks I like sleeping with people (laughs) then we get the group date card and the name omitted will be the final one on one before hometown so I'm thinking, okay, Jasenia doesn't have the connection that Abby and him do so it's gotta be Abby and nope, in a shocker and I'm like yeah, they definitely fucked the deaf girl over and made her personality as being disabled. And there's just no Damn, way Kyle, she's no sad. way she's in the final four without that connection at this nope, point. You no. know she's going home. All right, again, the rejection, almost there. Like the feeling of rejection is so palpable. This poor, oh, yeah, totally. poor thing, like bowing her head, like couldn't even look at the camera mm-hmm. and was just like, I don't even know what to do anymore. And it's like, talk about stringing along. Man. Absolutely. But right before the final of her, they, they went back to the night portion yeah. of Serena's date. And my thought, again, I love Abigail so much. So I wanted, I was rooting for her. I was like, her only shot here is if Serena P says, I'm not, I can't see us getting there. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, maybe that'll open up a spot. But their discussion was okay, above average. Did you have notes on the night portion at all? Um, I think just like that we find out her love language is more oriented towards quality time. And I think Matt was looking for more of a love language oriented towards physical touch. And I think, I don't know, it's an interesting relationship topic. Maybe we could bring up in a um, future episode. Absolutely. Of, you know, understanding your partner's love languages and how sometimes they can be the direct opposite of each other and what do you do interesting no we can talk about it right now even what what would be two opposite things what they have would you call them opposite love languages um yeah so uh, what are they physical touch 
Physical touch. Gifts. Gifts. Words of affirmation. Words of affirmation. Acts of service. Acts of service. And quality time. Okay. Quality time. So yeah. And and so. For me more it's like, okay, what you, whatever you want to receive is what you're most naturally going to give. That makes so a lot of sense. So if your love language is physical touch, you're going to give a lot of physical touch. Mm-hmm. If your partner, if they're number five love language, you could take a test online to see an order. If their number five is physical touch, they're not going to provide you with as much physical touch and might even reject your physical touch right. and therefore make you feel like you're not loved. Yeah. And so it's really important, you know, or your number one is words of affirmation. You really need to hear from your partner how much they care about you when that might be that person's last thing and they're not that good at that. But they're showing you through quality time or acts of service. But to you, that doesn't even matter. Yeah. Because that's not how you show love. So what's yours? Um, I think I've done the test. I think quality time is first, if not acts of, I think acts of service or quality time are top two. Yeah. And then I love gifts and then words hmm. of affirmation and then physical I touch. I think words of affirmation might be my my the top one. Yeah. I think. It's, I've been hard because I do. I like all of those things. They actually. change throughout like my oh, healing process so. and like my relationship process. Like physical touch, I'm noticing I give a lot of affection and I actually want a lot of affection. Um, but I was always putting that last. I don't yeah. know. And again, I think Serena was very uncomfortable with it being filmed. I really think that was a big part of it. Yeah, she right. She kept saying public. Like yeah, public. public. And I have the same kind of thing. It can be, again, public as, not as much as just... Because when you film something, it's there forever. And life isn't supposed to be there forever. Like, that's not how life goes. And it's also a very... I take that back. It's intrusive to my a personal sexual... Sex is, like, very personal to me, right? So if this was like, a couple years ago, I would say like I would absolutely hate that date. But because at Naropa, the grad school I went to, part of our training was these things called fishbowls where we had to get up in front of our class and basically have a therapy session yeah. in front of them. And so maybe not physical vulnerability, but it was emotional vulnerability. Right. And I have feel the same way as stand up is very similar yes. as well. And so I'm so much better now because I've done it enough that I feel like for that I, I'm so much more well equipped to handle and you also but you also have no idea you you can you can prepare for the other one right this you don't know she doesn't know what the date is and all of a sudden know, it's this sexual yeah. situation totally. that I can totally understand why she feels so uncomfortable yeah I'm not yeah Canadian I, up there and they don't know what they do up there anyway I always but, forget she's Canadian <laughs> yeah you know hear the sorry come out every single time sorry I'm sorry I'm sorry oh so, no yeah definitely listen alright well anyway before we get to the final part of Serena back to the scene with abigail and kit i believe we're talking yeah Yeah, first impression rose no one-on-one it's just again why i I really would like to hear from matt what happened why would you think he would give someone the first impression rose unless production coming in saying let's fucking show everyone how woke we are and we're giving this disability girl the fucking spot. Yeah, you're right. I've been blaming Matt this whole time and I definitely can't do that without knowing more information, but I... Matt Kyle, doesn't seem like he wants to talk. I don't know if he still wants to just be a part of Bachelor Kyle, Nation no matter what. Even when he gave her, I remember episode one, when he gave her the first impression rose, it felt a bit like a performative pity rose. Whether that was coming from him or production, I don't know. I'd be so stunned if it was. I mentioned in the first episode, it's like if he's a sociopath, he did the so- sociopathic move by giving, you know, deaf girl the, the first and rose. And I think whereas like people in the past have given um, first impression roses for like literally, I'm attracted, like you are the person that I'm most attracted yeah. to. I think he, again, in this like, 
perceived to be perfect and mm. I want to I want to um can't rule it out. Almost like praise or reward like her vulnerability which is what I want and I'm going to use that as my token of here women this is what I want from you rather than I actually really feel something for you mm-hmm. which in effect is really shitty to Abigail. Yeah. And again, he was probably very, very nervous. They did have a good talk, I do remember. They did. The, the, and again, yeah. she was, again, I look at her once and I melt. So I can well, see. Well, we'll find out a little bit more of his process later. Yeah. Back to the date. Final part. Serena says she's falling for him. Uh, they both want to meet her parents. So he does it. He gives her the rose. It's so funny. Like, they're talking about hometowns, but the family's going to be traveling to oh, yeah. Pennsylvania. Yes, I forgot about that. It's And I I feel like that's that would be so disappointing to me because I feel like taking the somebody home of the and being in your own space and getting extra time with their that's family and your cool. child at home and taking them around to your favorite spot that you used to go to, I feel like is so such an important balance of power. Whereas like, we're still in this realm of like, you know, parents are coming here and they probably have to go through so much. Yeah. I don't know. It's just disappointing. There's nothing to change about it. I agree. It, but it's I just agree. And you still get to meet the parents and that has, and they'll be in almost an uncomfortable position. So maybe it'll bring more stuff out, which yeah, I'm sure true, they'll love. True. But, um, okay. Uh, Serena says it's the most important row she's gotten so far. And I felt, I thought that was kind of cool. It felt uh, a little bit real to me. In relationships, they're never in real life ever fairy tale like they are in The Bachelor, right? So, like the show makes it out to be. And I'm a big believer in relationships. It's not, I want to get your opinion on this. It's not how much you love the things you love about them. But it's more, how much can you accept the flaws? The Mm. truth. Because everyone is so different. You'll inevitably have problems (laughs) in one way or another, no matter what. How do you bounce back? So my indicator in in the relationships is, okay, it's not, oh my God, this woman's so amazing. I I just need to all have amazing qualities. I love them so much. It's, okay, I saw these women, this woman's flaws, and I accept them. Yeah. That, to me, is more important. I would would be okay with that not being the more important thing. That's what happened with me and Max. Like, I feel like with any relationship prior to him... When I was deciding to like break up with the significant other, mm-hmm. I was it was there was certain things that I couldn't handle about them, and I just like something that annoyed me or their hygiene or my needs weren't being met, and it wasn't worth it. Mm-hmm. And when I met Max, and like similar that. stuff popped up, but I realized, oh shit, I this isn't about yeah, him. This is right. about me. And no, like, I've had several. He's relationships. so like different. Like I love him more than. Because I love these things about him, right? Yeah. I want to talk. I want to tolerate. Exactly. I think the that's hard to me is such an important part yeah. in a, in a pure relationship. Yeah. Again, because like, instead of hiding these bad things about you, can you can you unearth them and ha- and show them and be accepted for them? And when once you get accepted for those flaws, it's such a magical feeling. Yeah. It, it doesn't. It doesn't mean that you shouldn't still trying to change and, and be better person all the time. But it's like, hey, at least it's, it's human, right? I'm showing this human side of me yep. and I'm accepted. And, and and that always feels very good. So that's kind of what I felt Serena P did by showing, hey, I wasn't comfortable with this Yeah, shit. and Matt was like, please continue to yeah, do this. This is what a, what a relationship's about, you know? Yeah. I just, I wish I could see more of him. Like, I feel like I right, still don't even know him. I agree. No, we don't. And they do that on purpose. But anyway, okay. Back Fuck production. Yeah, that's what this. I, I'm never going to be the Bachelor now. I'm just shitting too hard on production. Yeah, I know. Good. I don't want to be. I actually do want to be. Actually, put me in the job for a host. I want to be the host. Oh, I'd be the perfect. Host. No, Kyle. They need somebody of color. But I can get down. Oh. <laughs> I'll cut that. Okay. So, all right. Back to the group date. It's just the night at the lodge with deep conversation, which is actually a really good idea for once. 
getting down to the nitty gritty. You got to put it all out on the table like we were just talking about. This has been kind of fluff so far. It's hard. They just haven't had that much time together. So it's like, okay, we're going to hum towns. We got to start having, we make time for deep conversations. That's not like at a cocktail party. Sorry, that moved really fast for me. What are you, what are you saying? The group date at the lodge. That's what the group date was. There was no like. Like put it out there. Like, listen, it's time to have some tough conversations. Usually the group date is centered around something. Well, they didn't even show the day. I don't know if there was a day portion. No, I just, I I just figured it was the lodge. I wonder if they just didn't show it. Maybe. Um, Also, I'm wearing a turtleneck today in honor of Matt's turtleneck and Bree's turtleneck dress. Good. Okay. Um, (laughs) And the first convo we saw on that night date was the cute Bree. And interesting convo, to say the least. So Bree is resigning from her job in real life. Dream job. So I mentioned it before. I actually, yeah, I I looked up. You know it too? No. She worked for Facebook. Which is, oh. I'm not, I didn't. I saw I didn't, she was a communications manager I didn't, or I didn't fact like check that. that. I just read it somewhere. But that's wild. If I mean, that's a legitimate job. I know they have a really strong connection. And she, know, she knew what she was doing. I assume she said, hey, if I make it so far, I have to give this job up. But also, if I make it this far, I'm going to have more personal liberty to not work an office job or, or you know, nine to five right, or whatever. Right. So while I empathize with this big move, it's it's like, you know, settle down a little bit. You did hit the lottery. And so it, but it's still a, a major move. And it, 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 she at was first, emotional. At first, it, yeah. it seemed really ridiculous because I was like, I was like, she's quitting her job to for a chance at this guy she knew for six weeks it, it, on paper. It's ridiculous. But in this process, adding all the other things into it, my my opinion kind of came around a little bit yeah and i think if for if she really wanted to put the job over finding love i think she would have you know you have to trust that either we make that choice and we realize it's the wrong choice or we should have made a different choice and And i'm guessing she'll be able to get another job i think she'll be i don't know if she'll be able to get another matt but (laughs) never dating another matt they have a really good connection i still think she's the front runner spoiler for my three roses i still think she's who he should pick who knows? Lots of lots of surprises in this zoo of a show for sure. All right, but I need another one-on-one with her. Yeah, the um, and I she'll get it at hometowns. I'm yeah. guessing if she if she right. moves on. But Michelle seems committed and cool. Another turtleneck. Yeah, Piper is Piper. We know her by Falling now. In love. Tough decisions are finally here for Matt. Like it, it's these are the really tough decisions. Yeah. It took I mean, too at long, this point, honestly. you know, like if you're again, you're going to meet their family. And so you are having to make these big cuts and be really honest. Like if I don't feel it, I need to say goodbye. Yes. Then and... here we go. <laughs> oh, Kyle. I'm gonna try I've to stay. Been thinking about I'm gonna you. try to stay even. <laughs> The convo, the final convo with Abigail, the sweet, sweet child of mine, Abigail. She's wavering and she says she's really excited, but her face shows zero excitement. So I'm like, wow, their words are not. I've noticed this with her that in her interviews, she talks about like how hard it's been and he hasn't been giving her any attention and she feels like rejected or whatever. And when she goes to talk to him, she really tries to make it positive. Yeah. She's trying to keep because that's just trying to hold on, trying to stay there, trying to be in his mind and not seem like a one of the drama like she's queens been that have been play- getting yeah, eliminated. Yeah, she's really been playing this. Pa- I'm patient yeah. and I'm holding on, and which is, I guess, sort of inauthentic because it doesn't seem like. But it's hard. It's fucking really hard, and she I'm, wants to I'm stick sure around. Part of her she's really, experience. Once she got that first impression, bro, she probably really started falling for him. She's like, oh shit! Not only yeah. am I here still, but he really likes me, and then nothing. So it's it's for me very tough. 
famous dark music creeps up and yeah, I'm just like, fuck, she's I gone. Was, I, my mouth was wide open. I knew it. I didn't want to believe it. I knew it, I knew it was coming. But nonetheless, Abigail is gone and they probably weren't a match. Uh, despite, you know, what Jamie says, Abigail, I love you. I don't know if you're catty or no. not. <laughs> Are you taking it back? Kyle, you're Take taking my catty comment that I hate Abigail and she's awful so and I never back. hang out with her. It's not true. Giving you a chance to take it back. I'm not. Okay. I'm anyway, I'm, so whatever. Abigail, I love you, you sweet little strong woman. You can do better than Matt, I think. Still a dark horse candidate for Bachelorette. Yeah, you know, he's, I mean, we haven't even talked about what his reasoning was. Does that not feel important to you? No, I guess I just, I went right by it. What was it? Um, he just like he felt so comfortable in their relationship right. at the beginning that he we started mentioned this. He started to explore others and those just got stronger and she kind of fell off. And I, I think he I don't think he did this right. I don't you I think, think he fucked up. I think he I think he really fucked up. I think he should have given her one on one time. I think Yeah. You know, to follow up. I really think that's a really tough way to lead somebody on. Absolutely. I don't understand why he would even Jasenya like uh, my my brain went to like can he, can she not do that date? Is she limited in date and like the no, dates that they went up? I didn't I, think so either. But I'm, I'm trying to make sense of this I thing that doesn't seem to make sense. It really doesn't make sense. This is a is a oversight and it's really sad. I don't think she'll be as fun or as interesting as Katie as a bachelorette. I agree. Um, I mean her her you know exit, which I always say is the bachelorette you know yeah. interview or whatever audition. Yeah. I think Katie has, has it, and she has a way bigger of a fan following right. but, than yeah, I think Abigail good. does. I, what I've seen, I think Abigail would be a prized possession. On, I shouldn't say that's awful. Yeah, it's weird, but she's a pu- too pure, too pure See, for paradise. See, I corrected myself in the <laughs> that's moment. That's okay. Yeah, it's all right. That's what this whole no, thing is all about. No, that's what I'm saying. Chris Harrison, take some notes. I'm mm-hmm. correcting my... Rachel, I'm correcting myself in the moment. Yes, she's a possession. Doesn't sound like something I want to talk no, about. No, but women, the, but the, but I understand what you're saying. She's an amazing girl, so I guess I, I like think her. she would be a gem of a person to be on Paradise and would be a front See, runner. She just on doesn't Paradise. seem to fit in Paradise to me. Doesn't she seem too pure for Paradise? No, to you? Maybe some, I, no, I've only watched one season. There's, so. Yeah, there's some people on Paradise that are have that like demure kind of quality like that, that, that I they're my favorite. Okay. So yeah, you're right. They're probably she will probably will be on there because we need to see more of her. And she special says, woman. Um, she says she feels she's constantly the person yes. who men realize what they want, but it's not with her. And it's going to be a hard pill to swallow. That's rough. That's, that's really That's a really sad. hard. And I, I've i known people like that, it's men really, and women. And she's I've been, been rejected that. by her town. Right. And she's still staying strong. We love Abigail. I've been I loving love I, since the moment I saw her. I've been <laughs> team Abigail again. She could again if you want to speak to the honest. I'm catty. She could be terrible. I'm fucking catty and dramatic sometimes. <laughs> I'm not saying it as a negative thing. I'm just uh, okay. wondering. You know, All right, maybe I'm starting to take. I mean, I'm being worn down well, to take it back. Anyway, Abigail, special mm. woman. This is probably the last we'll talk about you until maybe Paradise or love whatever. Uh, keeping with the tradition of dedicating Christmas songs to The Bachelor, I have written and performed a little something for you, and it goes I'm a like this. Best. Said the night wind to the Abigail. Do you see what I see? Do you see what I see? Way up in the sky, Abigail. Do you see what I see? Do you 
see what I see A star, a star Possibly the bachelorette The first with a cochlear implant The first with a cochlear implant Said the little lamb to the broken boy Do you hear what I hear? little boy that's me do you hear what I hear do you hear what I hear a queef a queef high above the trees with a sound as deep as the sea with a sound as deep as the sea said the broken boy to the mighty queen know what I know, do you know what I know, in your palace walls, mighty queen, that means vagina, do you know what I know, do you know what I know, a child, a child, left by her own dad, let us bring her silver and gold, let us bring her silver and gold. Said the queen to the people everywhere Listen to what I say Listen to what I say Pray for peace people everywhere Listen to what I say Listen to what I say A child, a child Sleeping in the night She will bring us goodness on paradise She will bring And now back to the show. So then he talks with Rachel and her cheeks seem to be getting They're bigger. chubbier and chubbier by the day. She must be storing up all of that pent up racism. Not, oh. like, a, like a squirrel with nuts. <laughs> but no kidding. She's she's really cute Stop. still. And then whatever. I, I guess despite popular belief, I believe they really, really like each other. And I, she's got a legit that's shot. That's what I'm saying. Is I'm, she's the only one. We'll know one, more if she does win. She's really the only one that I see. You don't see genuine, Brie, huh? No, no. That's so fascinating. Not as much as them. Maybe. I can agree with that. Which, who knows, maybe he'll take the safe choice. But I I really think they're in love with each other. Definitely also an obvious hometown choice for yeah. the producers getting a mat meeting Ooh. with the parents. <laughs> no no <sighs> doubt about it. So that next week is going to be something else. All right. So anyway, next, next we see Kit and Matt have their discussion. <laughs> and it dawned on me. Do you think like Kit's, I loved this moment? I love Kit too. Do you think though her famous family would want to be seen on TV on this show in fil- in pen- having to go to a hotel room in Pennsylvania or whatever? I bet you they're talking on the phone and they're like, "Hey, don't you dare go to hometowns. We are not going to be on the stupid Kyle, that's show." A great point. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I just don't. And the, the the convo does end up going that way. I bet Matt probably pondered what life would be like dating like a New York socialite, being involved in that world. Probably had to go through his head. A hot one again. She's twenty one. 
fun and he rich. just like you can tell he just loves being around her i yeah. think her youth and like maybe but how she is mature but she's young and he's always like smiling almost Absolutely. like laughing not Giddy. at her but like i don't know yeah. it's like enjoys like a, her. adorable she's little thing she, yeah, right? yeah she's charming and like i loved what she said she's like here's my here's where i'm at like i'm not gonna hide the fact that i have a lot of life to live and she this gave is him what outs I'm, this yes exactly and that's what she said she was like yeah, just reject me now yeah, know, and i'd rather to hear it now which is totally my that's what you would do that's what i would do Defense. i think that's awesome like listen i'm a long-term investment it's gonna be a while till i have this so you need I to tell me from the is downstairs that you? <laughs> that- <laughs> you have to try to get him to reject you is what i'm saying <laughs> I smell. From, okay. What? I don't know just, why that wasn't computing in my. Brain. I'm giving like she's telling him, giving him all, all these, these reasons ways to, to dump out. her as instead of actually having. But to do it's the like thing. The, one of the most mature things you, you can think do. So. Yeah, I think it's mature to say, "Here's where I'm at in my life." Right, but she wasn't so saying so the know. truth. The truth was that she wanted to go home, and she wasn't. Oh. She was trying to make him do it. In my mind, okay. as opposed to, I'm not saying she handled it poorly. I just don't think it was incredible. By any circumstances. Yeah, you're right. Because right. she was trying think, to get yeah. cut. But she okay. gives him the outs. He doesn't take them. He wants to fantasy sweet it up, I think. Uh, his eyes really were locked into her, I noticed. And she's like, okay. He's like, he really likes me. At that point, that's what, it's what she said. She's like, right, let's compromise. I want to get that rose at this point. This is what she said. And I figured the date rose will probably show a final two contestant, at least. It yeah. was a big one. And Rachel got it. Uh, no surprise. And then she gets extra one-on-one time she with Hello Black, song. one of the best artists they've had so far in the show. Okay, that Most song, I, didn't, I couldn't, yeah, I couldn't I know, get I, through I it. I like his voice, I like his voice. Yeah, his voice was good. I, the song was just, it was the and same she thing is head over like, heels in love. I thought so too. And when I was reading people's opinions online, they didn't seem to think so. They were like, she's in it for the clout and stuff. And I was like, I'm surprised I don't see by that. that. My, I don't see that. My judgment at this point is the she looks to be legitimately. I think she's feeling. legitimately. So I guess falling we'll see. We'll see eventually. So then it cuts to Oof. Kit goes to Matt's house, and they do the famous Bachelor edit in the preview to deceive the viewer into making us think she's gonna like, you know, a little monkey business, a little knocking boots or like bumping uglies because they 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 kind of previewed other women being upset after she went to the house. Oh, did I didn't notice I that. Did not, they do that no. every season too. They try to make it seem like a woman sleeps with the guy early. So because that happened on a couple seasons where the, like Demi, I believe it was, slept with like Colton and everyone freaked out or maybe just dressed provocatively and picked him up. And then Caitlin slept with Nick, I believe, and then everyone freaked out. So they want that to happen. I, I felt that that's what they were trying to. <laughs> they were trying to do that. But no, she actually, she again, I think she just talked to her mom uh, and she came <laughs> in and said, um, honey, yeah, you, you know, you want, you got to hometowns if you want. You come home and live your prosperous, responsibility, free life among us. But, but Kit has spit the bit and is gone. And um, I'm a thousand percent sure we'll see her on Paradise. Oh, yeah. She is Miss Paradise. Paradise written all over. Unless I guess she decides to take up her chess career again. As a prod- <laughs> she was a prodigy after all. It's hard to get there. Okay, so then we anything else about Kit there? No, no. We said yes, we said enough. Kit Everyone's spit the bit. dropping like flies. He's dropping like flies, as mom used to say. <laughs> all right, then we hit the final one on one before hometowns. And I'm like, okay, Jasenia is gone. It's obvious. Yeah, uh, I literally have no notes for her yeah, date, really. I, well, I, I thought she deserved I, a date. I She's zoned cool, out. I think. It, it was a really cool date. It was a race car doing donuts and such. I'd oh, love that's why I like the nighttime I zoned out. I've always wanted to like beat up a car, just have no responsibility and just be able to fuck with it and ghost ride and stuff. I can't see you doing donuts in high school in the snow. That probably wasn't a big Jamie thing, right? No. I used to do them all the time. I mean, if you know me, you know those. 
those stories not the greatest but a lot of fun no risk taking over here except sneaking out in the middle of the night (laughs) which is yeah that's a risk either way then jesenia gets out of the car and i for a second after being like she's got no chance she's like shows her butt and i was like that's a nice butt and then she does the make out on the car move and And i'm like slams her whoa i'm like whoa one last chance for jess maybe you never know with with matt's decisions i don't know you if you told me abigail would never get a one-on-one i wouldn't have believed you but uh, mm-hmm. The night date comes, and I, this is where I, I was. Yeah, I checked out I honestly, completely. I really checked out. I perked back up when Jasenia said she's falling in love with him. Yeah, so did I. And I'm like, she has no bullshit. regrets. <laughs> but, and Matt's doing the. Yeah, he does that awkward lip. Yeah, it got to like half smile with the big eyes. A little, it's like it's almost like Stockholm syndrome that these women think that they're in love with this man a little, a little, a little bit, right? Oh yeah. Like I, Rachel to me makes sense. Like Brie. And there's been a couple that makes sense. It's even Serena Peak. That's why I think so many of these couples don't work out. You're in oh, love with the I, idea of I'm Bachelor. I'm so stunned when they work out. I am legitimately yeah. stunned if they do work out. And you see, they, most of them break up. They, they, yeah. who, like, there's two or three that have stayed together the whole time. Joe, Joe and Jordan, Ari and Lauren, Catherine and Sean, Trista and Ryan, Molly and Jason. Are these all... From the Bachelor, some of them Bachelor in Paradise. No, it's all Bachelor. Yeah, yeah, that's um, it's it's Bachelor surprising. in Paradise is Jade and Tanner. That's there's been a couple of those as well. I'm not kids, as I'm not as Ashley in the, and Jared in the situation, but yeah, no, that's I I definitely think it's I'm surprised when you fall in love and are able to stick. But like we said, it's a halfway decent way to find someone. According to like as you go in the world, it's these things you tell yourself, Bumble or whatever. So it's it's funny probably better. That, like this, like I could name all of those. You know, like that's in my brain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I have. We uh, are I have, our father's children. <laughs> I was going to say, I have quarterback stats going back to the 90s in my brain Dad for sure. Dad kicked our butts at Trivial Pursuit. I know. I know how tall and how much they the offensive linemen weigh on most teams and that. I know. It's pretty freakish. I know. I but love that about you. That's where, the, that's, where, that's where my bread is buttered. Whatever. So, <laughs> anyway. Where my bread is buttered. <laughs> uh, if you had to drink every time that Matt said, uh, thank you for sharing that with me, I think we'd be wasted every episode. He says that a lot. And he's holding the rose like a coward in front of a and horse she smiles so big and, and beautiful and he says he's not there with her which to the viewer is probably obvious they didn't even watch the goodbye what this happened? could have been <laughs> abigail at this date but no you know what last time i mentioned i'm sorry that's the last time well, did they have a goodbye process a I conversation don't, I, think, I don't remember this is the thing with big. matt more so than any other bachelor or bachelorette when it's getting down to the nitty-gritty he's not having conversations with the people he's sending home about like what it was. And maybe I'm, maybe I'm a little too premature. Maybe it's more when you're in the top four and you're sent after meeting yeah. family and you're sent home. Maybe it's more of a conversation. Like, yeah, I think Abigail deserved more. I don't know about Jasenia. Well, we'll come to who gets sent home at the rose ceremony. Yeah. I think okay. that should have been more of a conversation. But Cool. So Rachel KKK and Serena P already got a rose. Yeah. And there's, so there's two remaining roses for Michelle Piper and Brick. At this point, my thoughts were Michelle was toast. Um, yeah. Did you have a thought going in? Is that a similar thing? Um, it was either going to be between Piper and Michelle. Okay. This is the biggest um, rose ceremony. But That's... in looking at them, like in terms of maturity, I was just like, I think it's Piper's time. But I really wasn't. It could have went either way. Yeah. My first thought was, oh shit, it's the medallion rug that we had in our jersey house in the middle of the rose ceremony. <laughs> I didn't notice. From <laughs> the, the medallion. The second thought that I had was, I'm hungry. I forgot to eat dinner. And then the third ro- uh, third thought I had is, okay, good. Brie got the first rose. I wasn't surprised. Again, you th- I think she's the front runner. I have her as my number one rose for Matt. Hometowns are afoot. 
hometowns in quotations. Yeah. So it's down to Piper, hot, young, maybe slightly immature. That might not be fair. Uh, maybe just versus Michelle. Versus Michelle. Elegant, mature, uh, teacher, two different women. Um, again, I have to say as a man, there's no doubt that fantasy suites are not. They have to be in the back of his head. They have to be. I know who I'd pick, but he ends up with, in my mind, the upset. Michelle sticks around. And then... And it's an upset, too, because she was brought in late. Late. But they also, they showed her antics post-show. Yeah. And the other woman, like Serena P., I think, raved about her. Yeah. And I guess they just don't like showing personality. I don't know what they're doing. Because that... Is what I would love. I'd rather to see, see all of that. all of that over the drama. It's funny shit so that they're doing more. because I know that they know they're on TV and they're trying to. But it's hard to still be funny and and do those things. And that's what I value so much. So I would love if the show was like that. I it know. would be so much fun. So much better. But, but who knows? That doesn't. Maybe most. Maybe I'm in the minority. Or we're in the minority. No, I 100 agree. Um. All right. So. So Piper sent home, and that's the thing is like they don't even talk, and she's obviously mad and upset. Yes, yeah, cold and shoulder. He just, follows that and like lets her go yeah he could have stopped it you think and i think like what i what i've seen people do in the past and what i think i would have done is like hold on like do you want to talk about this like this means a lot to me this is a big deal like i'm really you've been sorry. around here for six weeks you know like it, he doesn't even say anything like mm-hmm. he just puts her in the car and closes the he door he seems to want to do the right thing for each woman so maybe he's like okay she's giving me the cold I, shoulder again, that's like, what he's she never needs. done this but like he's never been on the show he's never had somebody say goodbye to him and yeah. have a conversation so it is a whole new process but i think at least for the we'll see with the final four if he if it's more of a breakup and a conversation. I think he wanted to to talk to Piper. But she just didn't let him. And he felt too nervous because she was That's what I think. She seemed really Yeah, and this is where her immaturity really came into play because, like, she's mad and, like, you reject me, I'm going to reject you. And goes in and, like, and she's like, this is why I don't blindly follow my feelings and emotions. That was an interesting quote. What does she even mean by that? I don't blindly follow my emotions. What she means is... I have a really hard time feeling sad. And so I avoid most situations in which I might feel sad. So I usually don't put myself out there with men unless I'm sure that they're going to feel the same way in return. Right. So. And she's mad at herself. Following your emotions is is a weird way to. I don't blindly follow my emotions. I think for her, that was blindly. I think I really feel like her emotional tolerance is super low. And that's she's mentioned that like this is not something my family's done. We don't really go emotional. We go probably really logical. And I think in this kind of scenario, she was more emotional than she's ever had to be and put herself out there for the most, you know, risk of rejection. And that's what I think she means by blindly following. I don't put myself at risk for rejection. And then eventually, like, right, you see the whole process of I'm mad. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be mad at what I did and regret what I did and ignore or like. Um, this is grief. It's just the process of letting go, letting go and of grief. What, yeah, of grief. And then finally it gives her some time. She starts to cry and says, it feels like my entire soul is being stomped on. Hello, mm-hmm. rejection. Hello, sadness. Yeah, it's, it's really it's, hard. It's really hard to it's the be worst. rejected. Okay, I think the lesson here, if you're talking about this as a contest, strictly, is do not get involved with the drama under any circumstances. All four women that are left were completely drama free. As, as far as we know. Editing, as far as editing <laughs> goes. But, Jamie, during those, I yeah. specifically looked at all of their faces during the drama points they were and they were quiet, head down. I don't know if and, we should be doing this. Yeah. I'm just going to let this go on. 
And I guess that's the problem too. I, I think that's a, a lot more hard, harder than people think to stand up for yourself against a group of other right, people. and again, were they also, was their connection and Matt secure enough that they didn't feel like Bang. they needed to get into the drama? Absolutely. So even if you're on the right side of the drama, if you're going on the show, listening to this podcast, don't get involved. If you want to win in life, don't get involved. That's how we stick it to ABC. Don't yeah. produce drama. Don't produce drama. Good luck, though. <laughs> but all right. Okay, so... I have my roses prepared this time. All right, awesome. So that was it for this episode. They showed the dramatic scenes from next yeah. week. It looks like a doozy. Big music. Very <laughs> symbolic as Rachel K comes crashing down to earth, I thought, in the uh, sky. In oh the my sky. God, so good. And they've been promoting that date with him and her since the beginning. This is the Of drama. her talking I about, I don't okay. see color. Oh, right. I and so I part. wonder if we're getting ahead of ourselves in this whole thing and she actually brings up her past and owns like, listen. Oh, that would that would Could be you crazy. Imagine yeah, that would shift everything. The character arc on that. I don't think. Producers will like cut that out at this point. I wonder. Oh, I'll they say. would put it back in. Yeah, maybe. Not. Yeah, good point. All right. Well, shit's getting real. Again, this is where I. I don't think that's next week. I think that's Okay. Sweets. Okay. Um, true. So. Usually this is where I, I usually stop watching. I'm pretty invested now. I love all these women. Bree's, again, I'm rooting for Bree, I think. So we'll go right into My Three Roses. And Bree is number one for me. Uh, that's the chef. She's so cute. She seems really smart. She had a good job, but she's willing to be mature enough. I think she's fun. I, I, I'm a huge fan of Bree. I would like to date her. To Rachel, right now, I'm going to, as far as I know, she's, again, I'm just going off of what I've seen with my own eyes on this produce produ- show. And she seems like a sweetheart, seems like uh, she doesn't get involved in the drama. And then three, I gotta go Serena P. Pretty much even with Rachel. You could put two and three are very yeah. interchangeable for me. And then Michelle's great, but I just haven't seen enough. Maybe yeah, I haven't been able to see the, the qualities that her. I love. Maybe I do. So do you have your three friends of the, the remaining? Yeah, Bree is chill. And I so think chill. I would enjoy that more than I still would enjoy Serena P. But I feel like that energy could get maybe a little much for me, like a little too yeah. chatty. Tiny but she's number two. Energy, yeah. <laughs> so Bree, yeah. Serena P. And then Michelle. Okay, so Rachel is gone after a couple weeks ago. She was up there for you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, new information comes to light. So three for Matt. Same number one as me. I have Bree for him. I just think they're a perfect match. I don't, if he's, if he chooses someone else, he's dreaming. I think, I think this is the, this is the one for him. If I had to be the matchmaker and and choose someone for him Two Rachel, they just seem in love with each other. Rachel seems to look at him pretty specially and he looks at her and, and definitely likes her a lot. Three or three, I'm actually going to take Michelle just because Serena mm, just bet. showed just she's just it's it, for her to fall in love, real love. Be it would take a lot married. more time, yeah. which is healthy, you know, so whatever. But so, yeah, so we'll go Brie, Rachel, Michelle. Yeah, my top two weren't that hard. I think Rachel's going to win. I think Brie's number two. And I my mind would change if I just get more time with Brie. Yeah. Um, and I see more of Matt and Brie together because I just think Matt and Rachel right now are so strong and I'm not seeing anything that can compete with that. And then three, it was really hard. I went between Michelle and Serena for those exact same reasons. I think of like, I don't think readiness wise Serena's there. I think her family's going to come in and then, but I also was skewed that the previews for Michelle seems like she's breaking down and maybe this process isn't working for her. So I put Serena P as number three. Okay. I think Michelle's going to be, I'm not ruling any of them out. Eliminated hometown week. 
Yeah, I think so. I think that's probably the biggest odds. I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't, I'm not shocked by any choice. Like maybe Serena Peak because he's not ready, but again, that can just show us some more stuff that maybe some stuff that happens. I know they showed in the in the scenes from next week. Their sister says like, I'm not sure if you're smitten. Whatever that is all about. A lot of drama for the next episode. All right, any other final words on this episode? Um, I would love to plug just some more. Um instagram follows for you guys out there that want to learn more like keep up with the bachelor and maybe want some more diverse perspectives yeah because um, you're probably watching with a, a group of friends maybe you, you know, know and you there's into it. there's another podcast that's really great it's hosted by two black women it's called two black girls one rose and it's the numbers is their Instagram handle. So the number two, black girls, number one, rose. Is it someone from the franchise? No, actually, they're not. Cool. Um, and <laughs> their tagline on Instagram is where two black ass girls invade the whitest show on earth. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. And they have a Patreon. So if you want to support them in that way, that would be awesome. And they also have been posting um, BIPOC Instagram handles for you to follow from the show. Um, and then again, batch diversity. Yeah, that really makes a lot great. of sense to me. That that's a good way to shift this, the perspective, the shift the energy of what the show is and shifting it away. As you have these podcasts get successful, those people watch the show. Producers look at this. Okay, hey, listen, these people are watching the show. I just have no faith, in again, in the morals of the producers. But yeah. I hope, I have hope more than faith, Let's I guess. hire some more diverse socially aware producers they need to do like netflix or something where they don't have they're not bound by the run by the people who run the news and shit like an abc the cable tv has been a problem for like Roger a Ailes long time now stuff and i yeah, think that's Fox a lot to do with it all that. so we went really long on the intro today so i figure we'll wait till next week to do uh, a new email with yeah. the quails even though god they're piling up through the inbox so know, it's gonna be hard we got a few episodes left but um, hopefully we'll pick you. Continue to email us at loveonthebrainwiththequails at gmail.com. That's right. Thank you, Jamie, so much. Again, if there's something that offended you or something that you want to bring up with us, we would fucking love that. Please, and we, we want to learn. You could be anonymous. Make a make a Gmail that uh, has nothing to do with your name and just and just write into us. We don't care about that. We would bring it up. We'll discuss it. Again, we I love changing my opinion. It's one of my favorite things in the world. I also love giving my truth and saying the truth thing. So there's no more hiding. A lot of problems with, with the world, you, you have an opinion that's not accepted by social society. So you hide and that changes nothing, right? right? No passivity. White silence is violence. Yeah. And so getting it out there and having people around you that will accept you, even though you're flawed, your opinions yep. are flawed. That's, that's really important that's the only way me. you'll become aware of whether or not your opinions need some shifting or yeah. growth or anything. A thousand percent. It's a very difficult subject to navigate, but we're doing it and it's coming up. And it's, and it's imperative. And it's yep. really important to us and to the world and to our country, which we I want to love again. And wow. Okay, so a lot of mixture of deep, <laughs> smart and stupid, as you know, you get at the Qualia Podcasting Network. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. And all right, then we'll, the next, we have three left and then maybe we'll have a couple spinoffs or something. Jane, how are you feeling? You feel complete? Yeah, it sounds good. I'm excited to see this thing come to an end. It's crazy how fast it's gone. Yeah, that's what always happens. We said it was gonna, the jump was going to be really quick. So all right, yeah. till next time, Nighty have night. a good night.